So I'm so excited this morning. Um, it's going good. In, well, let me say it's going well in Stellenbosch. Um, the church are doing so well. We've been sowing a bunch of seeds. So um, I think I've, in the last month uh, we prayed for more people leaving than people actually coming. We sent people to America, to Switzerland, to, to all over the country. And, and uh, I was so down in the dumps after praying for the last couple. I said, Lord, you, the church is running empty again. Please fill it up. And the Lord just said, hey, I'm just sowing seeds into the nation. From a small church, I'm sowing seeds that will touch nations all over. And, and sometimes when you want your garden to be beautiful, God comes and he prunes it. And he makes it pretty. And then suddenly everything expands. And, and I truly believe God's busy with an expanding time, a expanding season of, uh, of so many things. Um, we uh, also started with KLC Stalamosh Bible School. We've got 15 students. God is so amazing. Um, it's, it's been phenomenal just um, personally preaching and teaching through all the material and just seeing what God is doing and, and just setting the foundation for people to stand up and leadership. And, and it's so good to be here this morning um, with some of our church members running the service and Pastor Sean just getting up and preaching. He doesn't have to do anything else. And, uh, and that's, good. that's a good season. It's a good season in God is making disciples. And he's touching our town, and we truly believe there's more to come. Amen. Amen. Now this morning, man, I'm so excited because I've got a word that I want to share with you this morning. And, and it's been, I don't want to run ahead of myself. And, um, and, but, but, man, this is something that's been burning in my heart since January, February. And, um, and while Rob Rufus was here, God is really stirring in my heart to start writing about this. And um, so please keep me accountable, because <laughs> I know there's some stuff that we need to, as, as pastors and as, as ministers in this, in this network of churches, that there's a new word coming up that we need to start writing and touching nations with. And I truly believe that there's something in this this morning that it might hit your heart, it might not, but I pray that it will this morning. Deposit something in your heart that you will never be the same. Because that's why we come to church. We want to come to church to fellowship and worship and, and listen to sermon. And, and, but I want to walk out differently the way I came in every Sunday. I trust God that every Sunday we've got moments where people walk in and they never go out the same. Because the Holy Spirit touches us. You can't be the same. Now let me start out with a question this morning. And, and, and it's a good question. If you can make a note this morning, and I can ask you, what is the greatest thing you've done in your life until now? Think about it. What is the greatest thing you have done in your life until now? Now, there might be some of you that said, say, Hini, I don't have an answer. I, I feel I've done nothing significant in my life till now. Well done for being true. <laughs> or maybe you're sitting here today and said, yeah, you know, I, I know I've done something great through my life, and I'm thankful for it. But let me ask you another question on top of that, and with that in mind, and I want you to think about this. If you've accomplished something significant in your life, what impact did you make on the people around you? Now, that's a good question. So you can do something significant, but what impact did you make? Was the impact only on yourself, or was the impact on people around you? See, true impact is not just here, it's around me. Now let me start with a story this morning, and I want to tell you a story that probably all of you know already. 
And it's the story of a man called Steve Jobs. Now, Steve Jobs started out in his garage as a young business entrepreneur, partnering up with a computer wizard called Steve Wozniak. And he created a company called Apple that had a tremendous effect and impact on the world, even until today. Now, it's amazing what impact one man can make on the world, and you still see the effects running even today. If I ask you, whoever has got an iPhone, yeah, they won't. then it's like, no, I've got Android. But if I've got a new, brand new iPhone, yeah, all the Android, Android people will run to the front if it's for free. Come on. It's got, it's a, it's, it, it is a great product that had incredible effect and is running all over the world. They made an incredible impact. Just one of many individuals in the world with a story like that. Now, looking at these stories, I realize that we as human beings are just created to make impact. Did you know that? You were created to make an impact on this world. Maybe you're sitting here this morning thinking, hmm, yeah, I'm not called to that, Henny. <laughs> I love my life. I, I, I've got a good life. But I don't think I need to be that impactful. Okay, but I've got news for you. God created you with impact power, if you like it or not. See, if we believe, if, if we as believers don't make an impact on the world, guess what? The world will make an impact on you. Given. I always say that if somebody doesn't disciple you, the world will disciple you. You choose. If you don't make, as we as a church, as believers, don't make an impact on the world around us, the world will make an impact on you. And they will fly their little flags everywhere, and you will think, oh, that's bad. But when do we start making an impact on this world? If we look further at Steve Jobs' life, what kind of impact did he really make? He made a huge impact. What, what kind of impact did he really make? You see, when he died, there were many posts, many articles written all over. I mean, social media blew up about his spirituality. Why? Because he was a devoted Buddhist. There was even a famous cartoon, even today, as, as Chief Steve Jobs came to the pearly gates and St. Peter was flipping through the book of life. He was trying to find his name, and, he, and Steve Jobs took out his iPhone and said, I've got an app for that. Now, it might be funny, maybe, <laughs> but I look at that and I realize 2,000 years ago, one of the most impactful men on this earth said the following. John 14, verse 6. He says the following. Listen to this. You can put it on, the, on it. Yes, let's give God a cheer. Come on. Yeah. Jesus told him, I said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. No one can be impactful as the way I've been impactful. And that just hit me when I read that. See, how can we as believers show the non-believing world, which is larger than ever, how can we show them where the true power and the true impact lies? How can we show them? One man wrote this after Steve Jobs' Death, he wrote the following. He says, 
I agree that Steve Jobs made an impact upon the world, and my sympathies are with his family and his friends. But oh, how I wish that someone would say that Jesus made an even bigger impact on this world, one that you can't even compare with Steve Jobs. So we look at people in this world, and there's incredible people in this world, impactful people in this world. But there was never been one more, more impactful than Jesus Christ. Now today my, my theme is volcano. Volcano, power to make an impact. 1 John 4 verse 4, and it's almost my core scripture for this morning, and you've heard this so many times. It says the following, He who is in you, say in me. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Now, end of January, we were sitting in our church. We're doing a, a, a um, I think it was a three or four day fast. And in the fast, I was sitting in my devotion one morning, and God showed me the picture of a volcano, almost like that. And I was so intrigued at that moment, so I said, Lord, I need to focus on my devotion, but I've got this picture of a volcano. So I immediately went to Google as a... Um, as I was busy with my devotionals, I was looking up all the facts about a volcano. And God started speaking to me. Now, I want to give you a few, few interesting facts as we, before we go on. And then I want to show you the significant about, significance about this for us as Christians, but for us as a church. Are you ready? See, a volcano is a mountain that opens, opens downward to a pool of molten rock below the surface of the earth. And, and as the pressure builds up, it erupts. Now, if you are a scientist here, don't crucify me afterwards with all my details. That's not maybe 100% right, but, but, but listen to what God wants to say to you. To me. Did you know that when a, a volcano erupts, it's got a danger zone of about a 30-kilometer radius? That means that if you're on a 30-kilometer radius, you have a 90% chance of dying. But what really got to me is that it's got a 160-kilometer 160, radius that's got an in, impact on the environment. If a volcano erupts, it's got a 160-kilometer radius impact on the environment. I'm talking about acid rain, um, ash uh, clouds. I mean, it's incredible. I don't want to go into that. See, when a, a volcano erupts, it, got, it triggers tsunamis, flash floods, earthquakes, mud flows, rock falls. It's incredible. More than 80% 80, 80 of the Earth's surface is volcanic in origin. And the seafloor and some of the mountains were formed by countless volcanic eruptions. Now, there are, at this stage, and this... And, Today, there is still 500 active volcanoes on Earth. And, and which is amazing, if you stand in that 30-kilometer radius, when a volcano erupts, it erupts with a silent hissing noise or with an eruption and a booming sound. And when you're in that 30-kilometer radius with that booming sound, you immediately go death, death. It shatters the glass of a car. That's how powerful that eruption is. Now, God showed me this picture as I was sitting in my devotion, and God spoke to me very clearly, and He said the following. He said, Henny, it is time to move a generation from passivity to eruption. 
when their lives are up and break open with my power and my presence, they will impact everything and everyone around them. It is time for the church and for us to move from passivity where we just sit, ah, hallelujah, to eruption, to a place where we actively make an impact on the world around us. See, when we let God erupt through us and from our lives, the impact is much greater than Steve Jobs could ever wish for. It's time for Christians, for followers of Jesus, to have a greater impact than they know they can have. Do you know you can have an impact like that? Come on. It's time for devoted believers of God to let the power of God touch a generation around them. That's who we call to be. So many Christians is like a passive volcano. Man, I'm enjoying God. I bear a little bit of fruit here and there. Whew, and there's a little bit of smoke every now and then when I'm in church, but I'm just loving life at the moment. Hello. I see some people come to church, they're involved in community, but they truly ne but they never truly see and experience what God gave them and what is in the inside of them. They're just loving that passive, passive moment where, man, I'm just I'm going to church, I'm going to Bible school, and I'm having a group in a morning. I'm just doing my devotions. I'm just going. It's awesome. But Henny, you don't know how much we need to stand in faith just to keep our heads above water at the moment. Challenges are real, Henny. I don't have time to make an impact. I just need to survive at the moment, Henny. <laughs> Come on, am I talking to someone? <laughs> I hear you. But when Jesus, after he was baptized, he went into the desert led by the Holy Spirit fasted 40 days on water and on food. And when he was at his toughest, most weakest moment, the enemy came, knocked on the door. Hello. So, and Jesus did, walked out of that temptation victorious. Why? Because he knew his authority. He knew his identity. And then the scripture said, when he left the desert, listen to what the scripture said, Luke 4, 14. <clears throat> then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. The scripture then says, now Jesus left the, the desert, filled up, his tummy is filled up with the angels, came and fed me like a bruiki. Ooh, that was so nice. No, no, it said he was filled up with what? The Spirit of God. When we walk out of church, when we walk out of Bible school, when we walk out of, out of a, a moment where we were stirred up in our spirit, we can't just say, oh, that was nice. No, no, you need to be filled up with the spirit. No matter what the world throws your way, and the world's going to throw a bunch of stuff your way. Come on, we all know that. We don't pray for a storm-free life. We, we have a storm-proof life. Storm's coming. No matter what the world throws you away, challenges, um, challenges your faith, tempt you. But something so much greater is boiling on the inside of you. Come on. There's something underneath the surface that wants to erupt. See, we receive authority and power because of what Jesus did on the cross. Why? 
Couldn't Jesus just die on a cross and take us all to heaven and done be it? No, no. Jesus and God's plan was for us to make an impact on this world. To rule and reign. To carry that authority of sons. Now another amazing fact about a volcano, and I love this, is magma. Say magma. Do you all know what magma is? Magma is well melt as when rock melts. And when the rock melts, it becomes magma. And when it erupts and flows on the surface of the earth, it becomes lava. Now here's the amazing truth for us today. When rock melts and becomes magma, it becomes lighter than the rock itself. That causes the magma to rise above the other rocks, which causes an eruption. It's a sailor moment. See, no matter what the world throws at you, heavy challenges, the rocks of life, what is weighing you down at the moment, God has the answer. When the Holy Spirit fire comes and fills you up, all the challenges, the stuff that's weighing you down are melted, and then the Spirit rises, our Spirit rises with the power of God. Don't be weighted down by the rocks and the heaviness of life. You just need to be filled up with the power of God so that you can rise above those things. See, we have no other option to erupt with everything that God has given us. You've got no other option. When you're filled with God, man, something happens. Can I prove it to you through Scripture? If you look at the disciples, they walked with Jesus for more than three years, ministered with Him, saw miracles. Miracles happened in their hands. They saw the dead raised, the sick healed, the lepers cleansed. They even did it themselves. Yet they all ran when the cross happened. <laughs> Only Peter came and sat and failed. John stood at the foot of the cross. But all of them, gone, 70. But it wasn't until that amazing day that they realized what has been given to them. After three years walking with Jesus, being the disciples, after three years, until that one day that they realized that what's been heating up under the surface of their lives can make an impact. Let's read that incredible scripture again. Acts 2 verse 22. Acts 2 verse 2, 2, 2 to 6. It's up there. It says, suddenly, whew, I love that word. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames and tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. As the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, they were devoted Jews from every other nation in Jerusalem. When they heard the Lord loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Let's look at verse 14. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 apostles and shouted to the crowd. Come on, do you know that this crowd that they spoke to? This Jews, they did, this Jews were the mob that killed Jesus. Well, I thought you guys were afraid. You ran when Jesus was hung on the cross. What happened now? 
They were so filled with power that a volcano erupted through their lives that nothing could hold them back. There was boldness that said, I want just the power of God's going to touch all of you. Stand up. Boom. 3,000 got saved. 3,000 got filled with the Holy Spirit. There was an impact power that flowed through their lives. Let's look at verse 41, 43. It says, those who believed what Peter said were baptized, were added to the church today, about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostle teachings and to the fellowship and to the sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Then I love this. A deep sense of awe came over all of them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. I don't know about you, but there's a huge difference here. <laughs> Followers of Jesus, disciples of the King, ran in fear, and then suddenly something happened. The greater happen, greater works you will do. Something filled them, the volcano erupted, and everyone around them got impacted. No matter if they killed my king or not, there's something inside of me that I'm carrying that will have an impact on you. You have no choice, by the way. You have no choice. See, when we are filled with the Spirit, we have God's power on the inside of us. The power that gives us the ability to heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. That's the power that you are carrying inside of you. And when that volcano erupts, it has to have an impact on people around you. But here's the truth of God's power. It's like melted rock. Boldness rises from us that no man can give us. <clears throat> No man can give us. No heaviness of the life or the world of the rock hanging on your shoulders. When your spirit is filled with God, it becomes magma and it rises to the top. And that volcano just erupts. See, the Bible is full of men and women who just did that. They were touched by God and the volcano just erupted. Every one of their circumstances were impacted and changed forever. No matter who you are, if you are breathing air, and if you are alive, you are called to play a part in contributing and advancing of the kingdom of God. You can be quiet, individual in the corner, or you can be the loudmouth extrovert running around. No matter who you are, God has given you something inside of you that can change people's lives. But unfortunately, many of us failed to, to see the erupting power in our lives and see that power that God sees in you. Many. If we look through the Bible and, and look through history, we see God doesn't worry if you believe in yourself or not. Sorry for you. He doesn't care. He just calls you anyway. Why? Because He knows what He called us for. And he knows the ability that he has given you. You just, it's just under the surface, man. That thing just needs to erupt, and he needs to fill you with his spirit. He needs to touch you right where you need to be touched so that you can erupt for him and that you can say, Lord, I want to show and give your power to everyone around me. I can't afford not to, not to go anywhere without touching people's lives. Now, one such man's name was Gideon, and I want to quickly touch on Gideon. 
Now, we all know the story of Gideon, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read four, four, four verses of this incredible story. You can go and read it yourself. But Judges 6, verse 11 to 15, it says the following. Gideon, son of jo Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him, saying, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles and ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt and will switch on Eskom's lights? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him. Now, this is not the angel anymore. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. This is not the angel anymore. Hello, Gideon. Word wakker, broer. Gideon replied again. After the Lord turned to him, he said, how can, Israel, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest of the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least of my entire family. Then the Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites if, if you were fighting, as if you were fighting just against one man. Man, I hope you see what I'm seeing. Here we see a man who loved just being a nice little volcano. I'm just a few clouds around me, maybe a little bit of smoke, green grass and fields around. Look how pretty I am. Whew. Sounds like a man that doesn't want any more issues or troubles. Just want to hang on to what God has already given me. Lord, I'm quite happy with what I have. This is quite nice. I'll, I'll just pop a bit of smoke when I'm at church. <laughs> but you know what verse 14 says? Go back a bit. Verse 14. Let's go back. I want you guys to see that. Just one back. One more. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, verse 14. Go with the strength. What? You have. He didn't say, go, I'm giving you strength. He said, Gideon, wake up, man. I've given you something when you were born. Come on, I've given you great impact power in your life. Go with that strength that you have already. Don't wait for it. Don't think, oh, okay, Lord, I'm praying. I'm just waiting for your filling. No, no, you've got it. Wake up. You've got impact power on the inside of you. See, Gideon doubted in himself. He felt unworthy, and he did not see the strength he already had. Doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> See, we feel like when we hear God wants to use us and make, us make a huge impact, Lord, but it's not going well with me. How can you make an impact through my life? What, Lord, how? You see, despite of Gideon's lack of confidence and not believing in himself, God, God just called him a mighty hero anyway. Mighty hero. Wait, Lord, he's sitting in a hole, pressing weed. He's afraid. He's a sissy, man. Come on, mighty hero, stand up. Just like Gideon was so blinded by his circumstances, 
or life or who he was living that he missed the greatness of God in his life? How many of us are blinded by the issues in our lives at the moment? How many of us are blinded by the stuff in our lives that we don't see the greatness that God has given us already? God has got such a longing to fill every one of us with His fullness. He's got such a longing. Sometimes you will be in worship and you can experience that. He just wants to give you everything He has at once. But He knows when He gives you everything He has, we will probably die of His glory. But He has given you so much in your spirit. If you've done Bible school one, come on. God has given you everything in your spirit. He has sealed it and concealed your spirit. The way your spirit is now is the way your spirit is going to be in heaven one day. Everything you need, you've got already. You just need that volcano to erupt through your life so that it can touch people's lives, man. Come on. You see, as soon as Gideon stepped away from looking at his lack. I, I, looking at his lack, he could see more of God in him. And then suddenly, boom, there was an eruption. He went from a man sulking in a wine press to a man leading an army of 300 men and defeated 100,000 soldiers by just cracking pots all around. I mean, they didn't even just fight. Incredible. See, God called us for a time and a generation like this. You think, oh, Lord, why am I born in this stage where there's no lights, there's, there's pandemics, there's all this. God called you for a generation like this, for a time like this. Don't go to sleep. Don't go passive. It's time to be impactful. You can be impactful with your neighbor, with the guy in line at checkers. You can be impactful with your family, with your children with your spouse. Come on. There's someone where impact that you can make in your life. If you look at the story of Gideon, and I'm landing the plane quickly. If you look at the story of Gideon, there was three things, and you can show it the last slide. There was three things that Gideon had to give up. He had to believe he was created to make a difference. Come on. If you don't believe you can make a difference, you, can be, you are going to be a dormant, passive volcano all your life. We need to believe that. You need to step up in faith. The number two is he had to stop making excuses for everything, why he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And how easy do we do that in our lives? How am I doing for time? We need to stop making excuses in our lives to say, Lord, well, this is why I'm not doing. I'm not, if, I'm, if I'm earning my first 100,000, then I'll be able to go on a mission. If I'm doing this or if I'm doing that, or maybe I should do this and then God will start using me. Nonsense. Stop making the excuses and start believing God for what He wants to do through your life. And then number three, He had to be prepared to believe God and step out in faith. You, you can tell me you believe God, you believe God, you believe God, I believe Him. Yes, I'm in faith, but I see nothing of stepping out and trusting God. Peter had to jump off the boat before he could walk on water. And some of us are sitting in a boat and the storms are rushing and we're saying all the lack of stuff, but we're never doing the stuff. Walking over to someone and saying, I love you. God loves you. This is what the Lord says. 
giving prophetic word, maybe giving a hug, giving a meal maybe a day, but doing something to make an impact on something. Get behind this food drive. Get behind Life Foundation. Make an impact with different vehicles in our lives to make an impact. God is using the church to do that in our lives. Come to Bible school because so you can be equipped and be discipled so you can make an impact in life. See, that's why the church are there to help us, to steward us and to equip us, to, to steer us to a place where we can make an impact in life. But we can't sit passive anymore. God is shifting a passive generation to an erupting gener- generation. And we need to be the tip of the ice. No, not the tip, but we need to be the the then dynamite. If God doesn't strike the church and switch it and, and, and um, set it on fire, where will the impact come from? That was Jesus' plan from the beginning to use the church to make the impact. Not just the church, everyone that's sitting here that's going from the church. So this morning, I want to I end with this. I believe that God is about to bring us to the point of eruption. We just need to be filled. We just need to be touched. We need to believe that we were created. We need to stop making excuses. We need to step up in faith. See, salmon, when salmon goes and lays the eggs, they go upstream. Is that saying that says, I'm just going with the flow? And a dead fish always also goes with the flow. <laughs> if you want to make an impact, you need to be like a salmon going upstream. Uh, upstream, I mean, into the way thing, people think and the way society is going and the stuff that's happening around us. I mean, it's sickening. But for me, just standing on the side and saying, oh, that's stupid, man, it's going to do nothing. We need to make a love impact. Love people. Bring the truth in love. Swim upstream and say, I'm making a change. I'm making a change. Today, I'm making a decision. I will not be fearful. I will not run from the cross. I will stand and, and have the impact power of the cross in my life. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up. I want to pray for us this morning. Thank you, Father. There's some of you here this morning that you really feel that when I asked that first question, I said, what is, what is the one significant thing that you've done in your life? And, and condemnation came over you. I said, Nothing. I want to cancel that lie over you this morning. God is about to do great things through your life. God is about to unleash His Spirit through your life. God is about to unlock something in your life that that only He can do. But the catch is you need to let Him. You need to open your heart. Say, Father, I am here. I'm ready for you to touch me. I'm ready for you to fill me up. If that's you this morning, I want all of you to close your eyes. If you are here this morning and you really need a filling of the Spirit, you might be filled, you might be baptized in the Spirit, and you might be tongue-talking, but you need a filling. 
I want you just to raise your hands and close your eyes. Come on, don't be shy this morning. Between you and the Lord, every eyes are closed. But if you need that filling moment in this morning, you need that touch, that erupting power to be released in your life, today, today is the day. Don't walk out here and say, I'll do it next week. So if, if your hands are up and you are in receiving mode, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to trust God just to touch you. Just to switch something on in you today that only He can do. You ready for that? Lord, we're ready for the passivity to change into erupting mode, into erupting power. And Lord, I pray for everyone whose hands are up right now. Holy Spirit, will you come and touch them? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your spirit is busy melting every heavy weight, every challenge, everything that's weighing on our shoulders, and it's just melting it away, and that magma is beginning to start flowing to the top. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now put your hands on your chest, on your heart, and just say, thank you, Father. Just thank him for what he is about to do in your life. Thank him for what he is releasing this morning through your life. Thank him for for those things that's trying to knock you out, knock you down, press you down, those offenses you're holding on to, those things in your life that the enemy is shouting at you. Just say, Father, thank you. I'm rising above it. I'm done with those things. I'm over those stuff. You are rising your spirit and your power is rising from inside. Thank you, Lord, that I will not be able to shut up anymore. I will speak about you. I will show your love. I will bless people around me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, last night I was at Michael W. Smith and we were standing there and there was one moment that he started singing that song, Let it rain, let it, and then like 6,000 people just joining him. And in that moment, it touched my heart and I could immediately see how God showed me the picture of Africa and on the tip of Africa, I could see a, a waterfall rushing down on South Africa. And immediately God tipped Africa with South Africa on the top and the water flowed from South Africa all the way down Africa into Europe and into the world. And I heard God said, Henny, I'm just confirming the word over Cape Town, over South Africa, over the tip of Africa, there will be a revival that will come that will touch nations. You know what the truth is? You are the revival. You are the revival. You are the revival. 
You are the revival. Revival starts when we stop the passivity in our lives and we jumped over the boat side of the boat and said, Lord, I'm here. I'm about to make an impact on the world. I'm about to show the world that I can do anything that you've called me to do. Father, we're ready for you to make an impact in our lives. We're ready for you to make an impact in our lives. Come and touch us this morning. Come on. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that you cancel every negative thought in our lives. Every negative thought, identity stuff that the enemy comes and tells us what we're not. And Lord, I pray that in the next week or two, that you, when we open the Bible, that you will start showing us who we are. That you will show us the truth of who we are, or what we are capable of doing, who we are to, to you, Father, how you see us, Father. And that you will change the nonsense and the lies of the enemy in our lives. Father, we thank you for who you are. You're making an impact in this town. Lord, that strand will never be the same. Lord, that there will not be enough place to sit in this church, Father. Lord, that there will be, there will be businessmen and women running into this church and say, we need a bigger building. Let's buy two more. Let's start more churches. Because the impact power from the church and from who we are is just so we can't contain this. I'm trusting you for that, Father. Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, I pray that this word will, will stay in our hearts, will germinate in our hearts, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Awesome. Thank you, Father. Well, bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. Go out this week and make an impact. Don't think about Steve Jobs' impact. I'm talking about the impact that God can make through your life. Come on, go and enjoy him. Bless you.